Last May, over 33,000 women from around the world attended the 2020 Wives of Integrity online conference. In the midst of a pandemic, wives understood more than ever that their marriages were under attack and they wanted to fight back. This year's event is even bigger, with more than 70 wives speaking on topics like communication, intimacy, faith, finances, military life, parenting, and much, much more. Head on over and register for free at wivesofintegrity.com. That's wivesofintegrity.com. Conversations Planning Guide with Emmy Beth Manor is a must-have. Emmy Beth, mother of 10 and labor and delivery RN, has been helping women have beautiful births for over 15 years. Childbirth is an amazing experience that God has designed for women. Planning and preparing are essential for this life-changing event. Grab your free guide to the top questions to ask so you can start planning today. Go to childbirthconversations.com slash walk it out. That's childbirthconversations.com slash walk it out. Our highest hope for our children is that they will grow up and remain faithful to Christ. With increasing hostility to Christian teaching by political and cultural forces, it's increasingly important to prepare them to understand the world and its problems through the lens of faith. Veritas Current Events can help. Veritas offers a weekly curriculum of current events focusing on the major issues of our time and teaching students to link, interpret, and understand those events in light of the constant teachings of the gospel and apply their faith to those issues. Preparing our children to carry their faith into the world is one of the most important things we can do. Veritas provides weekly lesson plans, backgrounders, and teachers' guides suitable for middle and high school. You can find examples and sign up at VeritasCurrentEvents.com. And with the coupon code LIGHT, that's L-I-G-H-T, you'll get your first month free with no further obligation. That's Veritas spelled V-E-R-I-T-A-S, CurrentEvents.com. to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to Heart to Heart Chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer. 
Well, friends, today on Walk It Out, we're going to be talking about being well watered. Now, I'm not talking about showering every day, although we should do that too, especially my teenagers in my house. I will say that. But we're going to be having talking about being well watered in our soul with a book called The Well-Watered Women. And let me tell you a little bit about the author. Gretchen Saffles is the founder of Well-Watered Women, an online ministry that reaches women worldwide with the hope of the gospel. She has written several Bible studies, including Esther, the Fingerprints of God. She's also the creator of Give Me Jesus, a quiet time journal for women, a tool that helps women study scripture daily. She lives in Atlanta, Georgia with her husband, Greg, and their two little boys. So welcome, Gretchen. Thank you so much. Trisha, I am so excited to be here. I love all that you're doing and just how you are just sharing the word and sharing so much truth. Um, But I know that because I know part of your story, you always haven't had the well-watered life. So just give us a glimpse of kind of what did that dried up life look like in your life? Absolutely. So um, our entire life is process and Mm -hmm. growth, right? We are always growing. We are always changing. And my story begins actually when I was really little and I was actually seven years old and I knew the Lord was calling me to give my life to him. And he saved my dried up soul and he continues to lead me in the well-watered life. But, but I want to note, because I know there's going to be people who gave their life to Christ at a young age. I did not all of a sudden have all of my life together. Yeah. <laughs> However, I thought I should. I really battled perfection growing up thinking, okay, I am a Jesus follower and I have to follow all of these rules. And if I follow all of these rules, then God is going to love me and be pleased with me. And people are going to like me and all of those different lies and negative beliefs that we can kind of grow up thinking. And so even though I was in church, even though I knew Jesus, the just impact, the full impact of the gospel continued to kind of unravel in my life and to show me that I can do nothing apart from Jesus. And, and God used several of my struggles to draw me closer to him and to show me ways that I still was living a dried up life. Because let's be honest, when we're chasing after perfection, it's like a marathon that never ends. There's no finish line when you chase after perfection. But when you chase after Jesus, we find him in the word and he is the one who restores our souls and who gives us new life. So like I said, I battled against perfection. And when I was in college, I actually battled an eating disorder Mm. that really wrecked my identity. I thought, oh, I've got, you know, I've got things all together. And when I went to college, it was like the enemy just saw this opening in my soul where I had let my guard down and, um, lie after lie, I started looking at, you know, the people around me looking at just what the media said we should be like and look like. And I felt unloved. And I felt like if I only looked this way, if I only had control in this area of my life, maybe somebody will love me and maybe I will find my purpose and my joy. And in that, uh, that eating disorder battle, I really reached just my very, very lowest point, Trisha. Like I I remember just being on the bathroom floor Mm. of my college apartment and my hair was falling out because I had deprived my body for so long of the nutrients that it needed. And God, he graciously allowed that because it opened my eyes to the depth 
of my struggle and to my need for him and his presence that he doesn't just leave us at the bottom of these empty wells. He comes into them to pick us up and to restore us and to put us on our feet again. And that's what he did in my life. He allowed that wrecking ball to come to rebuild my life solely on the gospel. And I really began to see all of the ways that I had chased after the things of this world, success, affirmation, just all of those things that they were never going to satisfy my soul. Only Christ can satisfy my life. And so the becoming the well-watered woman, it's not about you know, reaching this certain point about going, oh, check, 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 check. I've done all of these things. I'm a well-watered woman. No, it's about knowing Christ and making him known. It's not about becoming this certain person. It's about knowing the someone who changes everything. And that is Jesus. And that's, that's what the story of my life has been about. And that's what the message of this book is about too. Yeah. There's so many good things that were there. And, you know, just that term well watered. I'm thinking of last spring, um, you know, we were home with COVID and I'm like, okay, I want a garden. And my husband's like, yes. you are not, you cannot <laughs> do a garden. Like you have all these kids and you're taking yes. care of your grandma and you're writing books. I'm like, no, I really want one. So my sweet husband built like three planter boxes on this uh-huh. little stand. And yeah. he's like, okay, I will help you, but you have to water them every day. <laughs> I promise. And I like, I like wanted the full garden. Yes. He was smart enough to give me three Three boxes. Yes, and did I small. did I remember to water them every day? No. He's like, when's the last time you watered your plants? I'm like, oh my goodness. So my kids were like, the best mom. Can I water your yes. plants? And finally, I'm like, I was hardly watering, and my family was taking care of it. Um, but I think yes. it's that that dailiness. And you were talking about like being at that lowest point. Your hair was falling out. And I'm thinking like all of us have that low point, even Mm, though it may look completely different. And I think, you know, for you, it was an eating disorder for me. I mean, I had been a teen mom, but I gave my heart to the Lord. I'm like, I am living for you. And my perfection was, okay, I'm going to do everything perfect now. I want the house clean. I had my husband and my kids Mm. and we had to do like family devotions and I had to volunteer. Like I was striving so much to be perfect because again, it was all performance. Like I need this. I need, again, the affirmation you were talking about and the approval and you were trying to seek it like your physical body I was trying to do get it from look at my house like every time someone comes over they say wow your house is clean is it always clean how can you have your house clean with kids and I'm like well I don't know it's just like this natural (laughs) thing which really I was stressed all the time you're doing it all the time you never rest because you're always cleaning exactly yeah and so I think all of us every listener here is going to say okay I can see Gretchen's like where her low point was mine was like I was so exhausted that I just wanted to give up everything. Mm. And then I think when we get to the point, and I love that you make this in the book and that you talk about this, we need to get at that point where we realize like, Mm. it's not about us. It's not about God. So when did you realize that in your life? Yeah. You know, it's when we come to our ending, we find a new beginning Mm -hmm. in Christ. And that's actually the best place to be. And it may sound so counterintuitive because who wants to come to their ending? But it's in those moments that we truly realize the hope that we have in Him and the freedom we have in our identity in Him. 
we don't have to strive and compete and, and try to impress everybody that's around us. Instead, we truly can live our life out of love and obedience for Jesus. And so one of my biggest moments of surrender, where I just had a, a big turning point in my life was after the eating disorder, actually. Again, God had, he had wrecked a lot of these beliefs with the wrecking ball of the gospel yeah. and rebuilt my life and my identity back on the truth of scripture, but we're still in process, right? I mean, even now, I know if you were to talk to me five years from now, (laughs) I would have different stories to tell you because we are always growing and we're always in process and God is so gracious. And so a year after my, um, my husband and I got married, I was, I was actually at a pretty low point then too. And, And it was a different low point. It was more of a, what am I doing with my life? Low point. And when we got married, my mom um, was in ICU with a rare autoimmune disease. And we, we definitely started our marriage on sort of an unsteady footing. And I started an online Etsy business and kind of was starting to pursue this dream of, you know, having a creative business that I could share the gospel in just different ways, you know, through the through creating art, through creating different products that would bless women. But I found myself chasing numbers. And then I found myself saying yes to everything when my schedule did not allow all of those yeses. And I became overcommitted and burned out so quickly. I was falling into the trap of that hustle culture where you just got to go, 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 go. And I think that that can even find its way in the church. We think, oh, we want to do big things for God. So we can never rest. We can never take a break. We always have to be going. You know, we always have to have a perfect, clean home. Those kind of things can get into our mentality when they're not from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus calls us to a way of being still with him, of lingering in his word and learning from him, of following him in our everyday life. And so when I was overcommitted and burned out, I began having panic attacks and walking through a season of anxiety and depression. And God used this breaking point to, again, show me that he is the only one who holds my life together. When it feels like my life is falling apart, it's his word, his truth, his gospel that actually holds me together and bears me up under the burdens of this world. And so every single time where I have come to an ending in this life, I've found a new beginning in Christ. And just like you were talking about a second ago with your plants, I, I've i got some plants and Trisha, like one of my favorite plants just died. Oh, no. You know why? You know why? You didn't water Same it. reason. <laughs> I didn't water it. I got busy and I didn't water it. And it's funny. What's even funnier about this is that the first chapter in the book, I share about this plant and it's the one that oh, died. No. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious, but don't worry. There's grace. I bought a new plant, but so often I'll see my plants and I'll forget to water them, but you can see physically on a plant. Like you can see the leaves start to shrivel. They start to droop. And when you give them that water, all of a sudden they perk up. Uh, It's, it's incredible. I mean, it can even be within a matter of hours. Mm And I have come to see God's word is like that in our life when our souls start to get really dry because we are pouring out so much or we're going so much or we are spending too much time on social media or reading the news, whatever it looks like. His word is what nourishes us and makes us well water that um, that actually lifts our souls up from the darkness of this world. And I think, you know, what we're talking about, like we could either 
talk about like eating disorders where we're focused on the physical. Our, our vision is right. actually there. Um, we could have the physical of our house being clean or our children being well disciplined, like wherever our gaze is. And if it's mm. anywhere besides God's word or God, yes. it's going to lead us to striving, exhaustion, yes. being overwhelmed because God's like, okay, all that out there, you're never going to achieve the things you want. Like you mentioned going from, okay, I'm doing this for a purpose of, I'm going to encourage women, I'm going to inspire yes. them. Uh-huh. And then it's like, okay, how many followers, how many sales, how many this, how yeah. many that, which I think all of us fall into. And again, yeah. like every thing out there will lead to depleting, like, you know, yes. being, our, our soil is dry, but I yeah. love how you say, okay, it's pointing back to God's word. That is yes. what is going to lift, lift up, lift our souls, lift our hearts. And then the word lifts our eyes to Jesus. So let's talk about that transformation. Cause I think so many people feel that depletion and they're mm-hmm. like, it cannot be easy that enough. Like <laughs> really, I mean, if right. I sit down with my Bible, like how can that change everything in my life? But I think you and I will both say it does. So just share more about like how that works. Yeah. So I want to go back to the eating disorder because um, this is where I really, really began to learn the power of God's word to change our thinking mm. and to change our minds. And I also want to add in the importance of fellowship yeah. and community and not going through life alone. Um, because as even as we talk about God's word, we intake God's word personally when we are, you know, reading the Bible, studying scripture, but we also intake God's word um, as a community in your church with your friends. This is something that we do life together. God's word is living and active. And so during that time when I had the eating disorder, I felt so lost and alone. Um, I felt like I was the only person dealing with this, which is completely a lie, yeah. but, but it's so true. Anytime we're in just a pit like that, an empty well, we feel like we're alone. We're the only mom that can't keep the house clean. We're the only person with the eating disorder, the only person with such and such, whatever it is. And again, that can isolate us from community. And so during that time, you know, God graciously sent people in my life that I could share with. And I began to hunger after scripture in a way that I'd never hungered before. Because I had to know what does God's word say about this? What does God word God's word say about who I am? And is there really hope for me? I'm a Christian and yet I've fallen into this pit. And so I got these note cards and I wrote scripture after scripture on them. I mean, it it was a huge stack of note cards and I took them with me everywhere. And, you know, I I was in college, so I still had to study. I still had to do, you know, all of those things, but I took them with me. I would have my study books out and I would have those note cards out because I knew I'd be doing battle there. (laughs) And it showed me that God's word, Hebrews 4.12, memorize this verse. It is living and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword and it pierces to the divisions of our souls. God's word is what has the power to bring about that life change. And and when you pair his word with community and fellowship, and I'm also going to add in here, Christian counseling, it is wise to seek counsel in our brokenness. And so I learned the power of God's word to change my life and to bring hope when I felt hopeless. And then whenever I, you know, was in that season of hustle and hurry and burnout, I was also neglecting to spend time in God's word. 
I was so busy doing things for Jesus that I forgot the importance of being with Jesus. He doesn't just say, Hey, go do all of these, all of these things for me. And I'll be happy with you today. No, he wants us to have a personal thriving, intimate relationship with him. And I think of my husband, I mean, we can, we we're married and we can spend time together, but but the most important thing is that we do have that time to connect yeah. with each other. If you want to have a healthy marriage, you've got to actually connect. You not just sit next to each other and not talk, but you need to talk to each other, get to know each other. And, and so when we are studying scripture, we are getting to know God. And during that season of burnout, I remember thinking, I need to just find verses that relate to burnout. I think we can do that. And, you know, when we're in a struggle or something, we're like, Oh, let's go to my Bible and find the verse that says something specifically for this. But I want to encourage you that all of God's word is living and active. It's not just specific verses. It's all of God's word. And so during that season, I was reading in the book of Hebrews and, and even though I didn't feel like studying God's word, you know, when you're exhausted and busy and um, even when depression was coming, I didn't feel like studying God's word. But the only place I found hope was in the word. And I have never, ever regretted spending time reading my Bible. I've, re- I've regretted spending time scrolling social media, yeah. you know, like doing things like that. But I have never because I always walk away from the word edified and refreshed. And even right now I'm reading Leviticus and that's probably, that's not someone's like go-to book, but I'm reading through the Bible chronologically. And I, I have been so excited reading it and, and I've been seeing fresh insights as I'm reading it and understanding even more the purpose of Leviticus and, and the hope that we have in Jesus is our ultimate sacrifice. And so God's word, it has power that no other words have. These words have been breathed out for our encouragement, edification, correction, and um, and just for leading us in this life. And, and I think, you know, you're talking about reading Leviticus, you're thinking, um, oh, okay, I'm not going to get something out of this. And mm-hmm. I just finished a novel last fall on Miriam. And so yeah. I was, you know, in the Genesis and then Exodus and Leviticus, and I, I got so much out of it. And I'm just yeah. thinking like reading Leviticus, I'm like, oh, this is what Jesus was talking about when he was talking yes. about a living sacrifice and a fellowship yeah. offering. I mean, so many things came to life. And I think sometimes it does get e- easy to say, oh, we'll just do these like New Testament books of the Bible. Yeah. But I think yeah. when we do take time and I remember when I really started like realizing like I just need time with God. I, I just I didn't it wasn't chronological, but I had, you know, read a chapter every day. And I grew so much in that time reading parts of the books of the Bible that I never mm. had looked at before because God's like you said word is living and active in every part of it and it might be yeah something in the middle of Ecclesiastes that is the thing that's going to speak to you today and God knows that and also I want to give encouragement to those who are listening that have kids my from adult kids all the way down to 10 and after we adopted teenagers they did not want to hear God's words they're like we'd start homeschooled first they were homeschooled for the whole first time and you know I'm like okay we're reading the Bible I'm like why like why do we have to read? what does this have to do like we need math and yes. I would just get so discouraged and I felt just God speaking to my spirit like keep like you said his word is living and active keep right. reading the words out loud and even times when I would like lecture forever and it, they, it wasn't getting through I would read a verse and like 
that's in the Bible. And like God's word can do more for our teenagers or our kids than our lectures mm-hmm. can, but it can do the same thing for us. Like we can yes. read all these devotional books that we, we want to, like we want to encourage people to go get books, but also, right. it, and that's the point of your book, get into God's word, go yeah. into God's word where it is living and active. And that one thing that you talked about is also taking our thoughts captive. And yes. I know in big struggles in my life, when I would um, just have these struggles, it's like stopping that thought and going back to God's word. Like you said, the note cards and taking yes. our, our thoughts captive. So please share more about that because I think that is such a vital thing. What would your relationship with God look like if you followed him out of love, not obligation? Authors and pastors Andrew Farley and Tim Chalice want you to feel true grace and freedom that come with knowing Jesus. In their new book, The Perfect You, they show you how to step into your identity in Christ as you live from your heart where Jesus resides. Yeah, absolutely. This has been the thing, Trisha, that I've struggled with the most in my life. Mm -hmm. And I would probably say most women struggle with this as well, even if you don't realize it um, at the time, how our thoughts are, they are dictating our lives. And so I I read this research that most of our thoughts are negative and they are also repetitive. And if you pair those two together, every day we're having negative, repetitive thoughts. If we want to change that, we want to change it with the truth of God's word and repeating that. And so that, uh, that ultimately goes to scripture memory and scripture meditation. I want the thoughts that come to my mind as I go throughout my day to be what God's word says. Um, I tend to ruminate on the negative, mm-hmm. on the false, on what ifs, on, um, you know, my, my mistakes, my mess ups, all of those things. And if you think about where that meditation, that rumination is leading me, it's towards discouragement Mm -hmm. and defeat. But when I instead counter attack that with the truth of God's word, knowing, um, you know, knowing who he is, who he says I am, what he has called me to do, then it changes my trajectory. It's incredible. I've read a lot of books on Um, just how our thoughts work, how our minds work. And I just never realized growing up how much power my thoughts had over my entire life. Our thoughts affect our feelings, which then affect our actions and the outcomes of our lives and our days. And I am a feeler. I don't know about you, but like I feel things really deeply and I can very quickly have my feelings um, going in a direction that is leading me away from God. And this is not to say your feelings are bad. God created our feelings. He created our emotions They're They tell us things, they're signals, but they shouldn't always have the number one driver's seat <laughs> um, in our lives. God's word is what has that. And God's word is what changes us and leads us along the way. And so I have learned, and, and I talk about this, about capital T truth. And this is God's truth. And the reason it's capital T is because it does not change. We know that God's word, um, that the things of this world are going to fade away. It says the grass withers, the flower falls, but the word of our God endures forever. His word is the capital T truth. It trumps any of anything that's happening in this life. And we can all admit last year was a hard year. Um, you know, we were, we were at home. There were a lot of what ifs. 
But ultimately, God's capital T truth that keeps us going and keeps us comforted as Christians is that he is sovereign, that he is good. He's not surprised by this. He's taking care of us. That's the truth that we want to preach to our hearts. And and so in order to take our thoughts captive, we have to first be able to identify them. And that takes a lot of practice. It takes practice knowing the truth from God's word that will bring freedom from the lies of this world. And that's, again, one of the other importances of reading the word daily, filling our minds with the truth that transforms us and the truth that leads us into freedom. So it's that capital T truth that ultimately brings us full, well-watered life. And, um, and so being able to identify what are those rotten thoughts in our lives, those rotten roots that are producing rotten fruit. And sometimes I have to look backwards. Sometimes I will just be really short tempered with my, with my children or with my husband, you know, I'll lose my temper and, and I'll see the rotten fruit and go, wait, how did I get here? (laughs) Like, how did I get to this point today? And a lot of times I can trace it back through my feelings all the way to a certain thought I had or something that happened. And so being able to identify it, you can look at the rotten fruit or at the rotten roots. And either way, we can still replace it with gospel fruit that then produces gospel fruit for the kingdom of God. Hmm, I love that so much. It makes me think of, you know, you talk about going back. Well, sometimes like it's even farther back than like last year, yeah. or last week. And we, my daughters, my adopted daughters are in counseling, which I learned so much when I'm sitting there with them. I'm like, this is amazing. But yeah, just absolutely. this week, um, one of our daughters was really struggling with school and she doesn't like asking for help. And, you know, mm. she's like, I feel like I have to be perfect. And the counselor's like, stop right there. Where does that come from? And it really took a long time. Like it's going back years and years and years. And, I, and as she, as I'm thinking yeah. of myself, like, where did my root come from? And she's like, okay, mom, she's like, I'm not going to put your daughter on the spot right now. What about you? And I had to sit there for like a good couple of minutes. I'm like, uh, I remember like being little, my mom saying it should have been an A when I got a B. And it's that seed mm. that everything is like, it needs to be perfect. And, you know, and that's just, I mean, no fault on my mom. It was like a passing conversation, but that seed took root. And over time, like you said, our minds keep replaying mm-hmm. the same things and growing. And so I think so many times, often I can see like with it, when my kids, I can see that look come over their face where suddenly mm. it's not about the conversation we're having, but it's about a seed that might have been planted, you know, two years, five years, 10 years in my child's life someplace that they are thinking and they're going back to that, that root, that seed that has been there, that has been watered by thinking about yeah. it over and over. And I think it's so important with us when we start feeling this way, like, why am I feeling like I need to, you know, be on the bestsellers list or I need whatever it right. is, like, where yeah. is that coming from? And it does take time. And then once we look at it and saying, okay, this came because I, I've been feeding this, I've been watering mm. this. And what does God's word say? And I think that's so powerful writing it down. Like, this is what yeah. I've thought. And this is the ways that thought has impacted me, but this is what God's word says. And the more we write it down and do it pretty soon, those thoughts no longer control us. We realize like they're uprooted. And when we take things captive, it's like, oh, wait, I remember that thought that is not important anymore, but God's word says, and we could replace it. And I think 
but we have to first identify it, you know, writing it down helps. Yeah, it does take work, but I think we found freedom and then we are Mm -hmm. watering. So I think of some of the things I used to struggle with. I'm like, oh, I don't even think about those things because I kept stopping it and kept stopping it and replacing it with God's word. And of course, you know, as time goes, God points out other things I need to root out, but it does. It, It makes such a difference when we do that. Yeah. And when we think about the negative, it starts to grow again. Mm -hmm. And so even just recently this week, we had a really busy week. My husband was out of town. I had the boys. So I was doing all all the things and working and taking care of the home. And, um, and I started to feel really overwhelmed and kind of have that anxiety start to um, take hold in my heart. And I had to immediately recognize that, um, that I was thinking, I can't do this. I'm exhausted. I'm, you know, just all of these different things that, um, I wanted instead to know that God is faithful and he is with me. And I want those to be the thoughts that are growing in my heart. Um, because life is not always going to be easy. Mm -hmm. It's not. And those negative thoughts are still going to come. So I think not to have an unrealistic view that they're always, they're going to all disappear. I mean, we live in a fallen world. They are going to come. Spiritual warfare is real. Just all, all of that. But God's word is what uproots those and God plants new seeds and he waters it as we come to his word, as we come to him in prayer and praise and and all of those things. And I love that you said that like roots, they begin at birth, Mm -hmm. really. Um, I mean, they can truly begin like at the moment of birth, depending on what happened at at that moment. And as you were growing up, as you were little, your mind is constantly forming. And the more I've learned that I've, I've had, I've been able to understand God's grace a lot more Yeah, that he really is. Like, he's so gracious and he's with us and he knows and he understands. And, you know, even the counselor that asked you those questions, um, you know, when you were sitting there with your daughters, I have found so much help being able to talk to somebody Mm -hmm. else, whether it was a Christian counselor or my mom or a friend or, or a mentor, just being able to talk to somebody else that is wise and loves the Lord and can help point out those untruths and kind of uproot those lies. And they can be, again, another tool God uses, another garden shovel to plant seeds in our lives. It's so good. And I think as we continue to turn to God more and more and say, okay, I'm going to stop this or a friend, I have a good friend that will encourage me like, you sound like you're really wound up right now. She, yeah. she can even tell from my Facebook post, she is a yeah. professional counselor, but she'll call me up. She goes, you sound like you're really wound up. And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't think I sounded that stressed on Facebook. Yes. But she's like, you just need to get away with Jesus. And I'm like, you're right. And I think we realize like, I, you know, I think I need a vacation. I need my, my house clean. I need whatever. And really it's the reminder that we need God and going back to his word. And, and now like even during the day, just going for five or 10 minutes and like sitting on my bed or laying in my bed and like listening to my Bible app with some scripture, Mm. it does so much to just change my perspective, get my heart right. I'll even tell my kids, like, I need to go spend time with Jesus for like five minutes. And they're like, okay. Like they're like, go mama. They're probably like, you go, you do need that. Exactly. (laughs) sure mine if mine were older they'd probably be saying that but I know my husband certainly has before been like you you need some time let's just let's grab your bible and your journal (laughs) um but it's true that those moments they can refresh us and restore us in a way that you know just when we keep going or try to fill it with something else it just doesn't do that and the house gets dirty again it does like it's gonna get dirty probably in five minutes if you have kids I mean 
it is insane. I cannot keep my house clean with my voice. And so when I try to find my hope in that clean home, it never really comes. I mean, it may come for that like five minutes that it's all clean and they're out of the house, but then it, it gets dirty again. And there's so many other examples. And so that's why the Lord, like he's with us in that he is with us when the house is clean and he does offer us hope. He offers us purpose when we're cleaning the house and, and taking care of our kids. He, he transforms those mundane things into things that really matter. Oh, I love that so much. I just love how, um, again, the book is The Well-Watered Woman, um, Rooted mm. in Truth, Growing in Grace, Flourishing in Faith. And I just love how, you know, the whole thing, you're like, just turning it back to Jesus, turning it back to yes. God's word. And yeah. I just appreciate you doing that so much because that's what really what we need. I mean, there's all these thoughts and ideas and, you know, wonderful, wonderful concepts, but really we just need to turn people to God's word because God will work. Like you said, his word is living and active. So I'm so thankful mm-hmm. that you're just, you're pouring this out into so many people. Um, so for people who are interested in finding out more about you and connecting with you and finding out more information about this book, where can they go? Yes, they can go to our ministry website, which is wellwateredwomen.com. And you can find the book wherever books are sold. And um, you can find me and Wellwatered Women on Instagram. That's that's our main spot is Instagram. I don't have time for all the other social yeah. medias. Um, and so it's just my name, Gretchen Saffles and Wellwatered Women. And our goal there is to share truth mm-hmm. and hope and encouragement even as you're scrolling, that will point you to Jesus and encourage your soul and remind you of your purpose and your God who is with you. I love that. I love all you're doing and all that you're sharing. And um, I know so many people are going to be encouraged. So thank you for being here and encouraging us today. Thank you for having me. Okay. On a scale from one to 10, uh, one being you feel pretty bone dry. Ten, you feel fully watered. Where are you this week? I have to admit, I'm probably like a five. It's been a long week. I'm recording this on a Friday. I am looking forward to rest, but I am looking forward to time in God's word. And like I mentioned before to Gretchen, there are times I'm just like, okay, let me just go be with Jesus. And for me, that is sitting down or laying down, listening to God's word on an audiobook, opening up my Bible. It does feed my soul. And even when we're tired and exhausted from a busy life, which most of us have a busy life, we can feel hope and encouragement when we turn to God's word. And I love how Christian talked about taking our cup our thoughts captive, um, and then really how everything changes when we stop looking around, stop the striving, stop trying to be perfect, and remember that there is only one perfect one. And when we lift our eyes to him, Jesus, then our perspective changes, we give hope, we give strength. And, you know, even when we may be feeling tired. There have been so many times I prayed like, Lord, I am just weary right now. Just give me strength. And he does. Suddenly I realized like a little while later, like I'm feeling better. This strength has to be God. When we feel discouraged, we can look to him for encouragement. Even when we're heartbroken, we can look to Jesus and saying, Lord, I know right now these are not circumstances I want to go through. This is 
painful, but I know that you are here with me. And even though the circumstances might not change, having God, having his word, letting him take root in us and drawing near to him will change everything. So I'm so thankful for Gretchen being here. And let me just pray for all of us today. Lord, I know so many times we know that what we need is to be in your word, to let your word sink into us and to let your word water us. And I think so many times we let busyness and distraction and the worries of our life um, just dry us out. And Lord, and I know just from my busy week, I'm feeling that weariness right now and help me um, to take time to turn to you, to seek your hope, your encouragement and your strength. Lord, I pray for Gretchen. I pray for this book that it will just get into the hands of women who need it. Women who feel dry, women who even wondered, what does this mean? A well-watered woman? Like, They may not ever know the gospel, but Lord, I pray this book will get into the hands of those who need it and that they will be blessed because of Gretchen's words. Lord, I pray for my listeners. I pray for those who feel weary and dry and very wore out. Lord, I pray for encouragement. I pray for strength. I pray for healing. And I pray for myself, for Gretchen, for every listener that you will point out those lies that we've watered, those negative thoughts that keep going and growing in our minds, that you will point out those negative lies and help us to replace it with your truth and replace it with your word. And I just thank you for being here, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Now, today's walk it out verse is Lamentations 3.24. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. And I just want to remind you that no matter what is going on in your life, no matter what losses you've had, no no matter what struggles you have, that the Lord is your inheritance. You can find hope in him, peace in him, strength in him, joy in him today. And If there's things going on and you're struggling and you just need encouragement, you could always reach out to me at hello at trishagoyer.com. And I pray that this podcast will be encouragement. I pray God's word will be encouragement. And I pray that you will seek him in ways that you never have before because it's in God's word. And as you're looking to him, that your life will be transformed. Well, thank you, friend. And I hope you have a blessed week. Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time.